Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn G. Mikey. Glenn G. What's going on, brother? Glenn G. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn my mom G. Said, G. Glenn. Glenn. What'd you do now? G. Glenn. G. Glenn. Hey, oh, man. I love I love being in the coffee shop with you. I know. Ringling, tingling. It's Christmas time in the city. <laughs> Is that how it goes? You know, that's all you hear around bells. Bells ringing. Yeah. I love you bells. Know, every time I, you I hear, love, every love time holiday you time. hear a bell, another angel got its wings or something like that. Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah. What's up, man? Merry Christmas. It's great to be around for another Christmas. I love Christmas time. I is love it, holiday is it really? Times. Is it yeah. though? Yeah. Is it? I mean, is it great for everybody? You know what? I I you know what? That's a that's a great perspective. For me today, it is great. And 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 I think we should talk through it. You know, I think we should sit there at the coffee shop and talk through it. You know, I go to this church that's Really cool, and 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 the church I go to really helps me spiritually, man. It, it's just like you know, it's almost like the church doors like right next to hell, because when I came out of hell, they were there, and and what I like, man, is you know our our pastor gets up, call him PT, but he's a he's a cool dude, and he comes up and he you know he says, hey man, Merry Christmas. He goes, but I realize Christmas is not joyous for everybody. Right. I know there's a lot of pain. Right. I know there's people going through pain themselves or their families going through pain. And, and just, you know, it's it, it's not all joys and ring-a-ding-a-ling, right. you know, right. like, like the Hallmark commercials or movies say, right. you know? Right. So that's a great point you just brought up. Yeah, I just think it's I think it can be a challenging time. I know that for me, I've got the memories of what could have been. You know, at the holidays, so I carry into Oof. into the holidays Ooh, some regrets, remorse, oh, that kind of thing, oh, right? Yeah, oh, you just brought some memories. <laughs> so, so wait a minute, Glenn. Oof. My wife sends me to pick. This is back in the day when you could do layaway. I don't know that they. I don't think Amazon does layaway. Um, yeah, it's called buy get, now, pay you later. You get your stuff in like six minutes. It's you know, buy now, pay later. Programs. Yeah, and uh, but they it was layaway. So she had been pain painfully shopping off and then making payments, the whole thing. So she sends me on a Christmas Eve. It's not funny, Mike. <laughs> she sends me out at Christmas Eve to go get the layaway. Who knows Kmart's going to close till at 3 o'clock? Who does that? Uh, the bars open till 6 on Christmas Eve. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So we were at the 7-Eleven buying Christmas gifts for the kids. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> I know. Right? So but so there's there's that. But then there's people that are going through pain right now. Then there's the real deal. You know, I talk about not having a gift, but... You know, the holiday brings memory of, of people that aren't here anymore. Um, you know, it's just, it could be a challenging Relationship time. Relationship breakups. Right. And kids then, not talking to us. Sure. I mean, and then the reason we're here. How do, you get, how do you get through these holidays? And and still with a focus on sobriety. I mean, it's, it's the brochure says, go party, go drink, go, you know, have egg, you know, spiked eggnog. Yeah, so man, this... Uh you know, our our podcasts are normally eighteen minutes. Yeah, this, this could go long. This might be three hours, but yeah, let's unpack some of this. And, and you know, I think we just rolled out an agenda. We uh, came with no notes, which is which is not very 
I mean, that that's I'm, typical I'm, for I'm, us. I'm writing them as they, as we go along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, our, our barista Brian is doing some video stuff, so now we can prove that we don't have notes. But um, yeah, so 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 let's talk through a couple things. One, let let's talk through, and we'll do an agenda item here. Um, we'll, we'll run like a business meeting. <laughs> um, one is let's let's chat about memories, right? Because mm-hmm. what we're about is tools. Let's let's talk about that topic. Mm-hmm. So one is memories and, okay. and and what to do about them. Um, second thing is let's talk about some tips for some Christmas parties, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk through that. That's a major issue for folks, especially early in sobriety, right? right? So let's talk through that. Third, <laughs> third agenda <laughs> yes. item. Sorry, man. Third, third three of, of 27. Uh, third agenda item is let's talk about the eighth and ninth step, okay. right? Let's, let's give some tips there, um, you know, some caution flags. And then, and then the last one. So that's what, three? Yep. All right, fourth one. Fourth, okay. that's all we're going to do, four. All right. Last one is is probably, well, they're all important, but it's a very important one, expectations. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Love it. Okay. All right, so memories. I start. I started, I shared I shared one of my nasty ones. Okay. What, what do you got? All right, so, so, all right, let's talk about memories. So I've had some beauties. Um, you know, I... I was of the belief that, you know, I bought love, right? So I always had great, great, great gifts and, you know, and, you know, my, my memories also tie into expectations. So we'll, we'll cover that a little bit later, but, um, I have forgiven myself through this program and I have focused enough about the present and the future that I have forgiven. I, I have, I don't have a lot of those painful memories and, and I'm not going to spend the time trying to dig some up because, they're done. But what if or when I start to have those memories, what it does for me, it brings that tsunami wave of remorse, guilt, shame, uselessness, hate, all those fun words, all those sexy words that makes me just want to vomit about my, myself, right? And, and I've done it, and I've worked the toolbox enough so it doesn't really happen today. But I've had it in the past where those memories come back and that tsunami has me in mental and emotional turmoil. And it's spinning me around the ocean. So I think that happens. And I think we should talk about some tools. Well, you know, what to do when it yeah, I, I think the way you damn the dike is to uh, understand where you are today. That's, that's what I've done. So, yeah, I, I laughed, and it wasn't funny, and trust me, my wife didn't laugh at, at the time, and do I feel embarrassed about it? But I quickly, I damned the dike by saying, I wouldn't do that this year, you know? It, this year, if something's to be picked up, I'm her guy. She knows she can count on me to do it. I can't change the layover. I, you know, maybe my shit's still there. I don't know. Um but I probably can't fix that Dude, problem. That's hilarious. I'll be getting my thirty-seven-year-old daughter a Barbie <laughs> that's, ma- mansion. That's awesome. You know, and uh, oh, so I can't fix that. But what I can't, what I know in confidence, I really, when you were saying that, I don't, I don't. My system doesn't go to that part of regret, remorse, and disgust. Now it did in my early days of sobriety. I'd, I'd let it. Well, that's who me. we should talk to. We should talk to the people who are in early sobriety. Yeah. Well, then, yes, it did. That that, that wave. Sure. That wave is real. 
Right. And that wave is as damaging and can be as damaging. Right. You know, I used to drink over crap like that because yeah. I hated how I felt and I didn't have the tools to deal with how I felt. Right. right. But I love what you said about you are not that person anymore. Right. It's not you. It's not who you are today, no. and it's not where you are today. So right. I think that's a great starting point. And, and I and I think people can hold on to that hope. That's where they're going to be in four years, and three years, and two years. That's where they're going to be. They're going to build upon reliability and credibility and integrity and all those things. And that's the person they become. It's inevitable if you if you work the program, right? But if somebody's got sixty days sober, right. they don't have tools. They don't have you know. They, there's not you know, and and they're not going to be okay living on the hope five years from now or three years from now. Then, then just go pick up what's due today. Then just do what you need to do today. Right. And I, I think a good good next move there is call your sponsor. Right. You know, we don't do this alone anymore, guys. We just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, we it's too hard to do it. Life is too hard to do alone. It's one of the things I love about the AA and 12-step program. I mean, I have instant friends. All I need to go is, is the next meeting. And I've got a connection. You know, if I'm feeling absolutely shitty about myself, you know, I, cause I, I used to, I don't feel that way anymore cause I've, you know, I've, I've progressed. But I remember early sobriety, one, two, three years. There were times I felt shitty about myself. Mm-hmm. There was a time, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell that story, it's so stupid. But I've had tsunamis. Okay, I will tell it. Okay. So, you know, you're on, you know, Google. Well, Google at one time, popped up an old address, you know, that I had lived at 15 years ago. So what does Glenn do? Glenn's like, oh, I wonder what that house looks like today. You have mm-hmm. all these tools, mm-hmm. right? So I go I go to Google it, you know, and that, that house that I'd bought for, I don't know, 400 is worth like a million dollars today. Mm-hmm. And that wave of I should have been living there. I should have stayed there. I should have. I should have. I wish. I wish. I wish. So what does Glenn do? Next step, what does Glenn do? Drink. No. Oh. I Google. No, I, I had like four years sobriety. Then, okay. You know, but I Googled the next house that I lived in. Okay. And, and the next house and the next house. And, and, I, and I moved around a lot. And I had like eight houses and I had this one house in Virginia Beach. I put this beautiful pool and these nice trees. All the trees are grown now. And, and there's the bar I used to get drunk at because I put a beautiful bar in by the outdoor pool and the outdoor kitchen and the outdoor shower and blah. That's where I, that's where I lived. I lived out, outdoor with all my booze. You know, and all those memories came coming back. And mm-hmm. the tsunami wave came coming back. So now I'm looking at all these houses, all the things that I wish I should have been and, and, and should have been if I didn't drink and all the shit I gave up. I mean, I had a tsunami of stress coming. Mm-hmm. This is not a very good Christmas program. No, no. This, <laughs> I had a tsunami of, of, of shit coming, right? So finally, what do I do? I pick up the call, phone and call my sponsor. I'm like, dude, I am in a really bad space right now. He goes, what's going on? I'm like, I just Google, you know, one of my old addresses popped up. Oh, oh I'll tell you what it was. You know how they do some ID stuff? Right. You know, right, and, and right. they say, what was your last? And I'm like, hey, Addresses, I wonder what that house. Right. Very innocent, very innocent seed planted. And it absolutely, and I call my sponsor. I'm like, dude, I'm in trouble, man. I am such a bad mental state right now. I have so much remorse and shame and all this shit and, and so he goes, what'd you do? And I told him what I did. He goes, oh my God, what'd you, you know, what'd you do that for? You should have. So now when I get that shit happens again, 
I just don't do it. It's a tool that I've learned. It's a tool that I picked up, right? Mm -hmm. So going through Christmas, you know, maybe you had some great memories. Mm -hmm. Maybe those memories not so bad. Maybe you don't have any memories because you drank so much, right? Um, But it's good to have some tools on on what to do with them. You know, sponsors are always great. Hey, if your sponsor's not available, get to a meeting. Call somebody else, right? Get online. Get your head out of that dark spot, right? whether you have 30 days sober or 30 years sober. And trust in the future. Trust that if you continue to do the right things, that those tsunamis – are going to end up being less and less and less until now I can laugh about it. Like, yeah, the one thing is to do is recognize that you're getting in that bad that, space. Right. Right? To, right. to recognize it. And then once you recognize it, say, okay, now what? Okay. I mean, there are times I went to bed at 5 o'clock just because I didn't really have any other tools. And I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed and right. finish this day. And, and that worked. Right, right. You good know, stuff. but that's a great tool. Good stuff. All right, Very good tool. Right. Okay. Tips, parties. Okay. I love your number one tip about Christmas parties early on sobriety. And your number one tip is? Don't go. Don't go. Do you want to expound on it's that? It's not I mean, hard. It's pretty it's simple. Not, well, you know what? I mean, hey, I've been to so many parties where I played the games. Hey, can you um, pour me a cranberry juice with ice and a stir and a piece of lime so that it looks like I'm so drinking. So it looks like I'm having a drink. But don't tell anybody it's just cranberry. My my favorite one, I was at this party. It, it, it wasn't a party. It was a dinner, a business dinner. And I got there early, and I'm playing all the games. I said to the waitress and bartender, I said, look, I don't drink. And I said, so do you have non-alcoholic beer? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have whatever right. it was. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Can you pour that in a glass for me? And then, and then throughout the night... Just bring me a new glass with that beer in it. You got to make sure that beer's in it, right? And and these are all a bunch of attorneys and high highbrow people and executives and stuff. And I was sitting at the table, ten people at the table. And the lady comes up and ordering everybody's additional cocktails. She points at me, and I swear she said it through the whole fucking restaurant. I could hear it, and I don't think anybody heard it, but I heard it. She's like, and sir, you're drinking the non-alcoholic beer, right? (laughs) And I was like, you know what I did? I said, fuck you. And I'm like, I'll take a double vodka and cranberry. And I relapsed right there on the spot. Right there on the spot. Wow. So I've played the games. And I'm sorry you see F word, Mikey. Mikey's like kicking me under the table. I'm sorry. And it's on video, dude. Like, they could see your lips. Even oh, if we muted out, were, it's They like, were pursed. It's like Because, Because, man, it just, it just, it was stupid. And and I played all the games, and I'm like, oh, can you make it look? You know, now I go in, I'm like, you know, I'll have a Diet Coke. Or, you know what, right. I'll, I'll sparkle the water. You know what, yeah. nobody really cares if Glenn's drinking or not. The people that care are the people that have problems. That's right. Bottom line, the people that have problems are, are, are the people that ask and start pushing you. And, and here's what the secret was for there is... I had to care more about my sobriety than what you thought of me. And that's a hurdle. I took that hey, that took several years, right. even in sobriety. Well, I didn't go to a lot of places, right? But even in sobriety, I had to really focus in and just you know what? I just don't drink. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have Diet Coke. And and now I, I almost enjoy people pushing me because I I push right back on them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's this one, and, and I learned this lesson because I'm having drinks with a CEO. He was a client of mine. 
and he's at the bar drinking rosé wine with ice. And he and he started pushing me. I said, no, I'm drinking my, my sparkling water. I don't drink. I just said, because what do you mean you don't drink? You know, why don't you have a drink with me? Let's have a drink. Let's celebrate. Let's have a drink. You know, he kept pushing me. And finally, I look at him. I'm like, dude, you call that a drink? <laughs> I said, that's what my wife drinks. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, dude, be a drinker. I mean, if you want to drink, let's drink. How'd let's not go? drink rosé wine with a couple cubes of ice. Did you, did you close the deal? Well, I mean, he eventually, you know, he realized I was making fun of him. He uh. just finally stopped. But, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Now, now, here's another thing about Christmas party. Yeah. First of all, do you really have to go? I mean, right. when you're early in sobriety, and, and I don't, hey, I don't want to give a time frame, but for me, I didn't go anywhere for a year. I mean, I just didn't. And they're like, well, go and have your sponsor's phone number. And Man, I, I needed as many guardrails as I could get for that first year or two. And I just didn't go to stuff. You know, and, and my sobriety meant more to me. You know, I mean, if I had to be somewhere, I'm like, dude, if I matter that much to you, then you should respect the fact that I'm not coming because it's not a good spot for me. And I just said no. No is a full sentence. I don't know if you knew that or not. But it is. Just say, hey, no, thank you. Sorry, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, so, and, and that worked. And then the second thing is if you do go, mm-hmm. And and this is my strategy. I do. I use this strategy today, and it's brilliant. I call it hit and run. Because I'll go to the party early. I'll go to the party early, right when it starts. Right. I go to the party. I stay for thirty minutes, and I see the people who I need to see. I connect. I'm very gregarious about it. I'm very um, enthusiastic. You know, I'm trying. I, I can't find the right words. Yeah, there were good ones. Yeah, I. You know, I'm. I, I'm. I'm really into it for 30 minutes, and I say hi to all the people. And say, Sorry, got a jet. Got to get out of here. Um, I don't give any reasons why. I'm just like, hey, you know. And, and when I see the party coming up, for example, you know, we we have a, a holiday Christmas party coming up, mm-hmm. and I do the same thing every year, and everybody knows me for it. They're like, God, oh, Glenn's coming for half an hour. Mm-hmm. So what? You're exactly right. I'm going to come. I'm going to say it, it's a progressive, you know, five houses. Right. I only go to the first house. Right, right. And le- last year I did go the I did go to the second house because my neighbor's across the street, and I went there for ten minutes mm-hmm. just to tell him, hey, you know, your shrimp is delicious. <laughs> and then I disappear. <laughs> Gotta, go. Gotta go. And I disappear. Can I take some for the road, I, dude? Right. I'm telling you, it's just you know, I, I I call it a hit and run, but those but those parties are are are. Yeah, you know my what? my one big tip that really helped, and first of all, I I echo what you said. Number one, I didn't go. I missed probably. I I don't know. I I'd have to go back and figure it out. But six months to a year, I didn't go to parties, Christmas parties. I just avoided them. However, if I did end up at a holiday party in the in the subsequent years, the key thing for me was my partner. In my, this case, was my wife would go in and I'd say, "Be I need you to beeline to the drinks." And come back and put a Coke in my hand, you know, and, you know, give me a Pepsi. And then I've got something in my hand because the worst thing you can do is find yourself in a scenario where you got nothing in your hand. Well, you don't do that now, do you? Yeah, I sure do. <clears throat> do I you really? Do. Just get me a Coke right away. I just want to have a Coke in my hand. That way people can't say, oh, can I get you? What What can I get here? Here's a beer. I, I'll take a Coke. I don't want a beer. I yeah, want a Coke. Yeah. I just grab a Coke. 
I, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my. I trip. was just at a conference last week, and people were trying to put drinks in my hand. I'm like, I'm not drinking that shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just more assertive about it today. Mm-hmm. But that's after you know a bunch of years of sobriety. Right. At, right. At the beginning, I would have been like, oh yeah. Right. You know. So I mean, hey, I, I just want to, you know, but, but I love your strategy about having somebody there helping you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's put, big. Put, put a coke in my hand. Yeah. Keep, be a guardrail for me. Right. You know. Right. Right. All right. Good. Eighth and ninth step. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, the eighth and ninth step are in the eighth and ninth position for a reason. Now, talking to folks either early in the program or early in sobriety, here's what I've seen is somebody's got three months of sobriety. They're feeling great. They're on the pink cloud. Everything's going great. I can't believe I'm solving this problem. I've been drank for three months, and then they go to a family party, a family dinner, family get-together, and they see Aunt Edna sitting there. And they're cured. In, in our new sober, three-month sober mind, we are cured. I am cured. And there's Aunt Edna. And last year at the Christmas party, I <laughs> puked on Aunt Edna, or I made out with Aunt Edna, or I cursed her out. Won't I'd pick one of those. Personally, I'd puke after I realized I made out with <laughs> yeah, him. Totally. Right. Pick one of the three, right? <laughs> so now I'm like, wait, wait. I was just in this meeting, this step meeting, and I heard, oh, I saw it on the wall, these 12 steps, right? And and step eight is make a list of all people we had harmed and become willing to make amends. And boy, I really hurt Aunt Edna, and everybody was embarrassed last year. I puked, and then they cleaned the puke up, and everybody told me not to come back, and... Now they knew I'm sober, so they invited me back. And so, hey, what's, what's that ninth step again? Let me Google it. Let me read that ninth step. Oh, yeah. Uh, made such amends wherever possible. Oh, I'm sitting right in front of Anna. I'm three months sober. And now you go and sit there, and, and in front of everybody, you're saying, hey, Anna, 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 hey, you know, last year at that party, I'm sorry. I puked on you. I was drinking. And, you know, yeah, I'm really sorry, right? And we haven't learned a lot by that point, right? Mm-hmm. And and the danger and caution flag of working the steps out of order is now when Aunt Edna doesn't accept your apology. Mm-hmm. Or people jump in the room and instead of just trying to brush over Aunt Edna's, people in the room bring up 14 other episodes <laughs> of the picnics and parties and you crashed right. your while car you're, on my while lawn, attic, and while you're attic, a bum, land. and you yeah, lost right. a bum, and you know you walk down your way, and, and they bring up all this shit, right? right? So now you're sitting in front of Aunt Edna, trying to be sober, and now you don't know what to do. You don't have the tools, and you don't know what to do with all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and say, "This ain't working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink, or or even or or this ain't working. This AA stuff doesn't work." Right? You give up on. And, and it's because you didn't work it the right way. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is, hey, work with your sponsor on step eight and step nine. Don't be doing stuff out of turn because it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. I have not seen one person work eight to nine step out of turn, and I've probably seen 50 episodes where they come and say, you know, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just doesn't work, man. It's a shit storm every single time. I love it. Great, so great that's, advice. That's a tip. Great advice. Last, uh, last segment. Expectations. I love this one because because I've got Norman Rockwell going into uh, every holiday do, season. Do you really? No, I. That's what I picture it's going to be. Is that how it was, or is that how you are today? 
today no today i have a i have a paint by number okay and and i just man that's a great metaphor yeah i just go along painting a little such a painting a little metaphor. step as it goes and it's going to paint its own picture throughout the year for throughout the holiday season for me i just i my expectations i set so low so i agree mine mine used to be i mean i love the the norman rockwell Every part of the ho- holiday, I had expectations. Mm-hmm. And every part of the holiday did not meet those expectations. So I never had peace. I never had joy. I never had happiness. I hated the holidays because in my mind, they always sucked. Mm-hmm. Because I had a 10 level of expectation and people were performing an eight. Mm-hmm. And I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. And I'd be bitter. And I'd be resentful. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, how can I get my revenge? Those, mm-hmm. those fuckers. Mm-hmm. I would, and I mean that's how I live my holidays. Mm-hmm. Now, now today, now, where joy and peace and love and fellowship and friendship and blah blah come from, I go in expecting nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to tell you this. So, you know, back when I was buying love and all those sexy Christmas presents, right? I mean, I'd give my, I mean, my daughter had forty presents to open up. They're all raffling in. You know, I mean, it was stupid stuff, right? And I would look and I would measure her level of smile and happiness and glee, and and I'd get pissed. I'm like, well, she didn't smile big enough. She, she, you know. I mean, nobody met my expectation. Mm-hmm. So now I go in. I'm still working on it, work in progress, right? I probably go in with a two expectation. Maybe. Maybe a two, sometimes a one. Mm-hmm. I go in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. I stroll into a room. First of all, I don't buy love anymore. I have very reasonable budgets mm-hmm. for everybody. <clears throat> you know, I you know if I spend three to five thousand on Christmas presents for for one kid, that would be normal. Now I I spend low hundreds. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not what it's about. Right. I don't want to be known for buying love. Mm-hmm. I want them to say, hey, man, spend some time with dad, right? Mm-hmm. That's the value of, of mm-hmm. holidays. And yeah, I get nice nice gifts, but a couple of them, you know. But I just could care less. Right, right. And and and, and I do care, but I, I just, I'm not going to let somebody's level of smile right. affect me, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And and the joy that I'm going to, I just get, the joy and peace and happiness just from being in the zone, being a, that people even accept me back. You know how mm-hmm. gracious I am mm-hmm. for that. I'm just so, I have so much gratitude. Right. I love your story. I think it was last Christmas and you know, you're putting your schedules together and, and all of a sudden you, you had a daughter dumped on your stem. It was going to stay for a couple of days, ended up staying for a week or something. And I know. I was like, dude, what, what you, you're, you're going to do with what? Me? You stay with me. You're going <laughs> to do it. Well, here's a great example. Of expectation. So my, my oldest daughter just got married <clears throat> and they just moved into the new house and and um my son in law's dad just passed away. So it, it's a different holiday for them this year. Mm-hmm. So my daughter called me up and I'm telling you, man, I'm building a really cool relationship. She's she's a rock star and we're building a cool relationship. She just said, hey, I'm not gonna come home for Christmas this year. Like first time I've never seen her on Christmas. And I'm like no sweat, babe. I'm like, no sweat. I get it. You know, you, you, you got you got a, a, other teams you got to see. I'm like, you know what? I said, let's do 
I said, I don't like doing Christmas in January. I said, maybe early December we'll come down. We'll have Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. Christmas together and just spend the weekend hanging out and, you know, getting everybody together. And and she loved that. And, I mean, that's just, you know what? My old days, I was like, no, we're who gonna... are you not to see me on, you know. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's all about on. you. You know, so, I mean, how's how, how's your expectations? You know, again, I, I I think that I wanted, in my day, I wanted the everything. And now, again, I just really hold to, and I think expectations and acceptance are just so tightly in, interwoven together mm-hmm. because I just have learned because I put so much weight in the word and the practice of acceptance that if my expectation isn't met. I quickly am just accepting that it didn't happen for for a reason. It didn't happen because there was another priority in their life. Or, oh, I see where acceptance comes. I, I get it. Right. It I just, totally get it. It's just yeah, like okay, right. I, you know. You're right. It, I'm not That's accept- cool. I, I'm. I was driving with my expectation, but the reality is, I need to accept that you're in a different place than me. I mean. The world doesn't revolve around me. I found that out four years ago. I was just going to say. I, I was just going to say that it's it's not about us anymore. No, life's not about us. Right, which it's makes how, it so how much can we more serve others. Yeah, and and people dig into that, and it just creates much better environment. So, do we well, solve all the world's holiday I, problems? This you know what? Session? I have no idea, man. But I love Christmas these days, and. Um, and if you, know. you don't, and if you don't, hang tough, man. It, you know, hang tough. If you lost somebody uh, this year, if uh, you know, just hang tough and remember that this Christmas party could be your, could have been your last Christmas party. Last Christmas could have been your last Christmas party. You know, you're living a miracle right now. And if you're listening and you're sober, if you're thinking about becoming sober, give it a shot. You know. Yeah. So the one thing I'd like to point out, I'd like to underline what you just said if I could, mm-hmm. is hang in there. Right. Um, you know, and, and I've shared my my story. My daughters wrote me off. You know, they were so sick of drunk dad. They just wrote me off. And it took years mm-hmm. to start to build and re- relive a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. And and it started to happen. Mm-hmm. And I started, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, having a relationship. My daughter started coming around. Well, this is a guy that lived right around the corner from me. I mean, literally six houses mm-hmm. away from me. And he had two daughters who wouldn't see him. And and he kept saying to me, he would share. He would open his heart. He goes, man, I'm I'm jealous. You know, he goes, I'm watching you and your daughters, and it's not happening for me. And I'm doing all the right stuff, and it's not happening for me. And why isn't it happening? And all I could look at him, and I said, dude, with every ounce of everything I've got in me, all I can tell you is keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing, the next right thing. You know, keep living the example. Live the right way. They will notice. And he didn't like that answer yeah. in the moment. And one day I was out cutting my grass, and I turned around, and here he is coming around the corner of my house with his daughters. And he couldn't wait to introduce me. And I got, I'm getting chills right now. I got chills. I mean, I started to tear up because that's how this shit works, man. And if it ain't happening for you this Christmas, the only thing of encouragement, because I have a sponsee, it's not happening from him yet, man. And I'm like, you know what, dude? The only thing you can do, first of all, 
If you try to control the situation, if mm-hmm. you try to be your old self, you're going to push back the timeline. If you start drinking over it, you're going to push back the timeline. I knew he wasn't for real. I knew, I knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what the kids are going to say. Mm-hmm. And he walked around that corner with those daughters beaming. And that's the promise is coming true. Yeah. So, Mike, I love how you put that. Because you know what? It's not all shits and giggles or grins and no. giggles, you know, for everybody. It's no. not all joy and glee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all Christmas bells and Hallmark movies. But hang in there. It gets better. Yeah. Just keep on the path. Right. Because, you know, and, and folks, I'll, I'll say this with, with, you know, confidence. I have heard hundreds of stories, if not thousands of stories of people on the path. There's only one guy that I know who have really worked and worked and worked and and it wasn't rebuilt for him. And I don't know why. I don't know the details. I don't know if he's still an a-hole. I, I don't have all that. But I know that he wants a relationship with a kid. But I have seen so many relationships, men, and so many Christmases just be different and be better mm-hmm. than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Love it, man. So, dude, I'm not sure if that was a, a you know, ho-ho well, uh, Happy holidays, but I know real, it was, it was real. the real deal. It yeah, was the it was real, the real deal, deal, man. I, I love you, brother. I love walking this path with you, whether it's in July or whether it's Christmas time. Love you, man. Have a great one. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.